So, today, we're here again talking about the seer anointing, uh, the seer ability, and we're going to explore this call of um, the fact that everybody can see and what that means. And we're also going to explore what happens when there's um, an issue in that, um, a blockage or an obstacle. We're going to read about the donkey and Balaam and what happened there and how that uh, it can apply to you or how we can learn from that and get a greater perspective on this uh, anointing to be able to see and how God uses it prophetically in our life to teach us, to guide us, and to help others. And then we're going to talk about as well pursuing the Holy Spirit to overflow in this area of our life, this seer anointing, this ability to see, and how we can pray for that, and how our prayer is kept in a humble place of humbleness and understanding that God is in charge and God apportions us not just our faith, but our abilities and our gifts. And we want to be walking in faith um, for God to continue to add upon what he's already done. We want to see clearly, right? Have you, have any of you heard of that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord? Well, it's, it's just on my heart right now. (laughs) That song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Because that's, that's really what our prayer is, is that if we already can see in spirit that the Lord would open it up even wider. And if we can't, then that that blockage would be removed or the hindrance, whatever it happens to be. So I pray that today is enlightening and encouraging. So let's get started. We'll see you back here soon. Everyone can see in the Spirit. Everyone has that God-given ability in the Spirit. It's just, it. God wants to activate that. He wants to nourish that. He wants you to pursue that. That's right. Everyone, every single child of God has the ability to see in Spirit. You don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. You don't have to be a seer to see in the Spirit. Consider the simple gift of prophecy. When we read about that in 1 Corinthians 12, among the eight other gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is a gift. It's available to all people, all believers in Christ. The Holy Spirit gifts are for the body. So if you believe upon Jesus Christ of Nazareth as your Savior, you can prophesy. Now that... that is you know another uh, season another um, season of podcast here that we're going to take and talk about uh, prophesying just like we're doing right now with the seer so God wants us to see it it may not mean that we're over a government or over a nation or over a church uh, with that gift 
it may just mean that God has us in a unit of five or six or seven or maybe 20 people and that you're operating in that gift within that group. The enemy has tried to keep most believers ignorant to their ability to move in these spiritual gifts, especially prophecy and especially the seer realm. The second heaven is where the enemy does a lot of work. He tries to set up altars. The enemy is working diligently in these areas. So naturally, he doesn't want us to have the ability to see in those places because he doesn't want us putting a damper on his plans. Paul worked even in the early church to overcome such ignorance. He taught that. He spoke about the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 12. He says, Now concerning these spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that the one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can call Jesus Lord except for by the Holy Spirit. And there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, another faith by the same Spirit, another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit working through all these things, distributing it to each one individually as He wills. So now we can officially say that we're informed. I mean, we just read it together. We can't unlearn that now. We know that the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts. It's not that we ask or that we want or that it's up to us. It's up to God, but we have to prepare ourselves and position ourselves in front of Him so that He would help us to pray these things through, to have a healthy desire, and to be aligned with Him. So we're called to pursue and love and desire these spiritual gifts, but for His glory and for His honor and for His kingdom. So you can read that in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. That word for desire in Greek is zelo, it's Z-E-L-O-O, which means to burn with zeal. You should pursue God for the manifestation of spiritual gifts, especially prophesy, especially prophecy in your life. And you can relate that verse to seeing in the Spirit. Prophecy includes the realm of seeing and hearing. We read in Proverbs 20:12, it's it's speaking of the hearing ear and the seeing eye, and the Lord has made both of them. So these are two streams of prophecy that the Lord wants to gift his body with. The simple gift of prophecy is for edification, 
It's to edify and build up the church. Exhortation, to encourage the church, to comfort the church. I submit to you that edification, exhortation, and comfort can come by way of what we hear and what we see. So God wants us to be well-versed in his word and well-versed in what he's showing us with our eyes. He wants that communication to be open to the eyes and the ears. So if we can hear and we can see, at least we have that capacity to understand what God is trying to show us. By contrast, just because we can prophesy doesn't mean that, that we're a prophet, remember? These things are as the Spirit deems fit. And we're apportioned according to God's plan. And He multiplies and increases and grows and matures us in these things. And just because you can see in spirit doesn't make you a seer, but it, it is that anointing manifesting in the eyes. But let me repeat that first statement again for emphasis. Everyone has the ability to see in the spirit. And you're included in that. You're everyone. But that everyone is the believers in Christ. Seers can be prophets. It's a type of prophet according to Ephesians 4.11. But by means of modern day seers, that has to be mandated. It has to be established in a working ministry. And God is the one that places people. He, he opens up that level to them. But we can see in the Spirit with the Lord just working in prayer groups and study groups as God uh, brings us understanding and grows us in the Lord. Our Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, is, is growing us up. And we don't, we don't know what the future has to hold. We don't know how God wants to bless us in that gift. We don't know what doors are going to open. So we are working, in essence, with Holy Spirit and the Word of God through Christ Jesus to equip us as we enter into these areas, uh, these seer realms. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us. Whether you're looking for a better understanding of Scripture or getting closer to the Lord or trying to be a more effective prayer warrior, we have to understand that activation comes through God Almighty. The gift comes through God Almighty. We have to make sure that we understand that, that He is the one that feels our faith, picks us up, and keeps us aligned where He needs us to be. Our relationship with the Lord is so vital when it comes to seeing and hearing. We don't want to be uh, allowing the enemy or even our flesh or the world to be speaking more loudly than God in our lives.
So we're still talking about the subject that everybody can see in the spirit, but we're going to look into some scripture and ponder some things concerning this through the restoration of this prophetic movement that we have seen in the past and even now there's been a tongue-in-cheek saying that goes something like this if God can speak through a donkey he can speak through you I mean how, how many of us have heard that how many of us have heard that this relates back to Balaam the prophet who King Balak wanted to hire to curse Israel as you read this account let's take a minute and notice what it really says so we're going to be in numbers 22 and we're going to read verse 22 and 23 then god god's anger was aroused because he went and the angel of the lord took a stand in the way as an adversary against him and he was riding on his donkey with his two servants that were with him And now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey and turned to turn her back on the road. Now let's just stop for a second. What happened? This donkey saw an angel. I mean, think about it. This prophet couldn't see the angel, but the donkey did likely because he was in rebellion to the will of God by agreeing with Balak this king the donkey God's creation saw into the spirit realm even when the prophet missed it do you think that God can open up the eyes of a donkey in the spirit world and not open yours let's pause for a minute there let's pause If he can open the eyes of a donkey, he can open up your eyes. So let's continue on. We're picking up on verse 24 and going to verse 27. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on one side and a wall on the other side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further, and he stood in the narrow place where there was no way to turn, either to the right or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with a staff. The donkey's eyes were wide open. The donkey saw and responded with greater faith and corresponding action to this this unseen realm. Then the seen realm this is our goal as seers or seeing people we want to have the ability to see clearly to respond to what we see with our spiritual eyes with much more faith and corresponding action than we see with our natural eyes this is a part of walking in the spirit again we have this inherent ability this born-again believer ability that when we're born again. The Lord wants us to be able to see and to prophesy. As a matter of fact, if you've never prophesied, you still have the ability to see. God wants our ears and our eyes to talk. In other words, He wants us fully activated. But there's something else interesting in this passage. 
that we keep looking. We're going to keep looking. We're going to be reading verse 28 through 30 now. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because I ha- because you have abused me, I wish that there was a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, I am not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day. Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. So notice the Lord opened up the donkey's eyes before he opened up the donkey's mouth. In reality, it's the same way for the kingdom of God. He opens up our eyes of our hearts in a way to bring conviction, clarity, and wisdom. And then he opens up our mouth so that we confess our salvation or we confess the heart of God is what of what he's shown us or we confess our authority we begin as you know when we become born again believers with this ability to manifest the kingdom according to the light that we have we have to understand that that we should pray that more light and understanding come into our eyes now we're going to read Psalms 119 verse 130 Um, so grab your Bibles and open that up Psalms 119 is right right in the middle of of the Bible and it's the longest chapter here with 176 verses so we have verse 130 the unfolding of your glorious words give light Their unfolding gives understanding to the simple, like childlike. Wow. And verse 131, I opened my mouth and panted with anticipation because I longed for your commandments. So there we have the eyes and the mouth, just like the donkey. So now we're going to pick back up at verse 31 to 33. And then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me. And these three times, if she had not turned aside from me, I surely would also have killed you by now. Let her live. Finally, we see Balaam's eyes opened. The donkey prophesied to the prophet, which definitely got his attention. Then the pre-incarnate Christ, the angel of the Lord, opened his eyes and convinced him of his sin. He convicted him. How do, we, how do we see this? How do we know that? Because of verse 34. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. So then if God can open up a donkey's eyes, don't you think that he can open up your eyes? The answer is yes. This is something that, that we should pray. Because if 
there's a hindrance or an obstacle or anything in the way of our eyes being open to see what the Lord has for us. We want those things to be removed. Let's pray. Abba Father, we just thank you for this this scripture and your word that it spoke to us before, Lord, but now we're looking at this through the lenses of uh, a seer anointing. A seer being able to see. And so, Lord, we just call forth your healing and deliverance for our eyes, Lord, and that you would remove every obstacle, blockage, and hindrance that's in the way of us seeing clearly. Lord, we just want to continue to grow and mature in you and the gifts that you have for us, Lord, that they would be activated and not dormant, and that, that we would be able to benefit from the blessings of this gift, Lord, and that we could be a blessing to others. Lord, this gift is for the body to remember. We read, Lord, that it's to exhort, to edify. It's to encourage the body of Christ, Lord. And we want your kingdom to come and thy will to be done in the body of Christ. And so, Lord, we pray this for the body across the globe and that you would remove hindrances, blockages, and obstacles out of the way and open up our mouth so that we would speak, Lord, whatever that is that you would have us to speak. In Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Amen. pursuing the spiritual side because that's what it says in uh, Corinthians that we read earlier that we want to pursue these gifts of the Lord so we're pursuing the spiritual sight the Holy Spirit gifts are to bless people whether they're saved or not but of course he wants to bless the body of Christ so that we would continue to grow and mature to shine a light We cannot choose to work a miracle, but we can believe by faith to walk in the miracle realm. We cannot choose to interpret tongues, but we can yield to the Holy Spirit if he chooses to give us an interpretation. Much of the time, we cannot force the spiritual realm to open and take a peek, but we can ask the Lord to open our eyes to show us what he wants us to see And we can walk with a sensitivity that makes us more aware of what that is and what he wants to show us. I really believe that it has to do with posturing and being humble and satisfied with what God wants to do at the time. See, he sees the future. He knows what's surrounding each and every one of us. He knows our past. He wants to help us to grow and mature. Of course, we want a healthy desire to, to pursue these gifts, but we have to come to a place of, of humbleness and being satisfied to be at the feet of the Lord so that He can help us to develop these gifts. Sometimes it's about timing. Sometimes it's about trust. Sometimes it's about obedience. 
and sometimes it's about those hindrances that are in the way yes those who have the special gift or then to see that in the spirit they may see it without even seeking they may have been given that without even asking or praying about that but they will see at times whether they want to or not Ezekiel, Daniel, Zechariah, John the Revelator, and others in the Bible, they saw in the spirit realm too. They didn't, they didn't not seek these supernatural experiences. God encountered them and showed them what he wanted them to see. But all can pursue the spiritual gift of seeing, especially when you pray for God to show you what he wants you to see. It's about that reference. In fact, twice in scripture, Paul admonishes us to pursue these gifts in spirit. Beyond the donkey that that we heard about earlier, consider this, God opened up the spirit world, the sphere realm, to the unbelievers in the Bible. Remember Nebuchadnezzar that had the dream? Remember Pharaoh and the baker and the butler who found themselves in jail with Joseph? And Amalek who had dreams from God, warning them and showing them the things to come? We even know that Cornelius, in the book of Acts, this non-Jewish Roman military official, had angelic visitations that led to salvation. We read about that in Acts 10, 1 through 8. The whole house was saved. We know that Belshazzar had a vision of the handwriting on the wall in Daniel 5, which was a, a warning of destruction. What's more, we see God encountering Muslims and and others around the world with dreams and visions about salvation. They're having dreams of Christ himself, revealing himself to them. God has not shut off the seer realm to you. You don't have to be a seer to see. Even seers can't decide to see. All believers that are are at God's um, feet they will see when the Spirit comes to show them what God wants them to see. Your part is to have that healthy desire for these spiritual gifts, to pray for the Lord's will to be done and for Him to apportion you according to His will, and that He would cultivate that in you, that He would develop that in you and activate that in you, that you would be sensitive in your heart by faith for God to move in this realm for you. It's a gift of his glory. So we want to get filled with the Spirit. We want to get filled with this Holy Spirit that we have in him. Just like when we got saved, we were filled and overflowing in that. This is the same thing, but but a deeper immersion of him. So that light being in our eyes. Jesus is the baptizer, and he wants to fill us with his Spirit overflowing I mean, think about it. Just visualize it coming, that light of life coming out of your eyes and your ears. So he wants to fill us with this, not just as a one-time experience, but in Ephesians 5.18, he tells us that he wants us to be filled with his Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, we see the apostles were filled several times. Think about the upper room. I'm quite sure that all these fillings were not chronicled and they weren't limited. Here are some scriptures to build your faith on this very thing, this promise 
of the Holy Spirit filling you. The first one is Luke 11:13. If then, if you then, evil as you are, know how a good gifts are given that are to their advantage to your children, how much more do you think the Heavenly Father would give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask Him? And they were filled and infused with that throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages, tongues, as the Spirit was giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. And that is the upper room, Acts 2.4. And then we have Romans 8.26 and 27. To see the Holy Spirit come to our aid and bear us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it worthily as we ought but the Holy Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance and he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit and what his intent is because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God on behalf of the saints standing to and in harmony with God's will So Jesus, again, he's the baptizer. He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. When we ask and believe, he wants to fill us with that spirit. When we ask, he wants that infilling prayer. So let's pray that right now. Let's just pray for the infilling and the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Abba Father, we just thank you. We surrender our eyes. We surrender our ears. We surrender our mind. We surrender the heart, the seat of authority of how we speak. What we, we surrender that to the full control of your life and our life. Jesus, we call forth for you to sit right in the middle of our life, Lord, and take dominion of these places. That your light and glory would shine through our eyes and our ears and our heart and our mind, Lord. We ask that you would fill us, overflow us, overwhelm us with your spirit. Just as you promised to do if we asked according to your will. Just as you've done and continue to do. Lord, you've indwelled in us and filled us the day we were reborn into your kingdom. And I thank you, Lord. We just ask this in the name of Jesus because we believe that he will pour over us with his spirit right now and right here. We thank you for increase and multiplication of what you're doing. In Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Amen. today about everyone has the ability to see. Uh, We've talked about opening up the eyes of our heart, you know, the prayer for that, and, and how God even opened the eyes of the donkey first before the prophet. So we, we really got to see that in a new light. And also we've talked about 
the blockages and obstacles and hindrances from our eyes to be removed, uh, as we read about the donkey and, and Balaam. And then about pursuing the Holy Spirit overflow and how that overflow, um, we want that light and that revelation and that, and that understanding to come to our eyes. And pursuing it is a good thing. Pursuing it, but using it wisely and understanding that that gift is apportioned by God. And then remember we read about uh, God exalting the humbled and humbling the exalted. And so it's just great to be called a child of God and to be in his kingdom. And so we want to have that healthy desire to want these things in God's kingdom to be used for the body of Christ not just for strategy or understanding or wisdom but to edify to exhort to encourage so I hope today was that just that I hope that you have a better understanding and view of um, some aspects that maybe you haven't thought about before or maybe you have and it was just more of an encouragement um just keep on praying keep on praying to the Lord for him to lead and guide you in this gift and cultivate it and use you in this area so until we meet again for the next episode blessings and shalom